0: Welcome to Everything is Better Than You Think, a podcast where we focus on mental health, spirituality, and overall well being.
1: If you're seeking a higher quality of life or just looking for some practical ways to deal with anxiety and depression, you've come to the right place. And now, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of our season on gratitude. I'm Rick Johns here with my brother, Will, on the Everything is Better Than You Think
0: podcast. Will, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to talk about the practices of gratitude. This is where things get very practical as we learn how to apply gratitude to our everyday lives.
1: Ah, that sounds great. And I think we're going to talk about six proven practices
0: that's right Rick. and as we look at each of these practices they are going to apply to our life in different ways and as i was thinking about this something came to my mind just yesterday i did something that I only do about once every 15 years. and oh, wow. um, So, Rick, do you think you can guess what that is? What,
1: Compliment let's... your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it, though. So maybe that's not it. Maybe you did something nice for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you do that once every 15 years. Man, I don't I, know. I, I'm set, guessing. I'm drawing a blank.
0: I set myself up for those uh, yeah. comments. You worked there. out, <laughs> And, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ate healthy. <laughs> Oh, boy. There's, there's a long list uh, that could be a a possibility. But what I actually did was I got a golf lesson. So those of you oh. know me, I like to play golf. And, uh, man, I could not figure out something was going on with my driver. And a friend of mine recommended this guy that was amazing. And I went to him, and he showed me uh, in 30 minutes. I did a 30-minute lesson. He fixed it. Immediately, like in, in 10 minutes he had it fixed. Whoa. and the rest of the lesson was just me practicing it. and I was so impressed with this guy, just a reminder that you know sometimes if we're stuck on something, getting an outside opinion is a really good idea. Yeah <laughs> here's the thing that that jumped out at me is, I know now exactly what I need to do, but it doesn't mean I can do it because mm-hmm. I have to practice what he taught me. And until I practice it, it won't start to come naturally. And and that's really how gratitude works is that we now know if you've stayed with us this far in this season, you know exactly how powerful and beneficial gratitude is. Yeah. But putting it into practice, like making it a part of your everyday life, is what's going to help you reap the benefits of gratitude.
1: Right. It's not much use if it's not practiced. (laughs) And I think the temptation for us is just to mentally acknowledge it, but then we just carry on and it never takes the root in our lifestyle, in our thinking. And I guess specifically with gratitude, this is really changing our thinking. So it does seem very important that we find ways to be intentional to put it into practice.
0: Yeah, and that, that's why today we're going to talk about the six practices that are proven uh, to help us be more grateful and to reap the benefits of gratitude. But the list is not limited to just six things. There are literally thousands of ways that we can practice gratitude and benefit. And so think of this list as something to spark your imagination, something to inspire you to try something. And maybe you start with something on this list, but you end up somewhere that, uh, you know, with a practice that you've created for yourself. Yeah. That fits for you.
1: And I like that because those of us that are creative and a little bit of rebels, we always like to kind of do it our own way. And so I think that is crucial to say at the beginning is you can modify these to who you are, to your relationship with God, your spirituality, however you want to incorporate these so that it's comfortable, but it does work its way into just who you are.
0: Yeah, and that that's really where we're going to start today is we're going to start with my personal favorite. This really isn't um, a lot in the literature, but it's one that that just... Seemed to fit for me, and that's mm-hmm. taking a gratitude walk. Mm. Uh, and so, especially, I found myself during the pandemic doing a lot of walking, and I don't know why, but that was just healing for me and, and calming for me during a, a stressful time. And I found that if I, while I was out walking in nature, if I focused my mind on gratitude, it was a, it was a beautiful time to do that. To yeah. just be thankful for the gift of life, for sunshine, for fresh air, for trees, for beauty, for all kinds of things. Whatever would come to my mind, that's what taking a gratitude walk is about. And it just seemed to be the perfect integration of something that just fit my life. It gave me a little bit of exercise, some fresh air, some sunshine, and it focused my mind into a positive direction and and so I would you know still do look forward to taking those walks and focusing, you know my mind on gratitude. So it's a very, very simple way to put gratitude into practice.
1: And I think the outdoors is more conducive to gratitude. I've heard a lot of people say, when I'm stressed and anxious, I just need to get outside and it just is so therapeutic to get into mm-hmm. nature, walk a trail, walk outside under the stars or under the clouds. And so I, I love that, Will. I think that's, that practice just naturally makes sense to me, that if even if you can only squeeze in 10 minutes, maybe it's your lunch break, you can just get out and uh, be out there in nature and get away from all the stress for a second and go, oh, I still have a lot to be grateful for, even if this day is not going the way I wanted it to.
0: Uh, absolutely, Rick. And, and here's the thing, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of modifications. You know, if somebody's into running, do a gratitude run. If you're into biking, do a gratitude bike ride. If you're into, mm. uh, if you have a convertible and you like to take a drive in your car and a beautiful road, do a gratitude drive. I mean, yeah. there's there's all kinds of ways that you could kind of do a version of this if yeah. it appeals to you. And that that's what we have to be, listening for is, you know, what on this list as we go through, what's where does something in my heart kind of resonate and and is drawn to it and and says, I'd like to do that. That sounds great. That sounds like a wonderful thing to put into my life.
1: Yeah. Or if you were in a car accident, it ripped the roof off your car. You might be feeling bad, but you could go out and pretend it's a convertible and practice gratitude that you no longer (laughs) have the roof. Uh, so that leads us to number two, uh, sharing your gratitude with someone else. Sharing your gratitude with someone else. I love this one. This is a good one for me. And this is one I try to do. I found early in my life, it was very easy for me to talk about the negative, talk about the negative stories, the things that people did against me or said about me, or you know, anything that just was negative, that was natural. And uh, first of all, as a pastor, that's not great to be the negative source of information in your church. So I had to learn that I needed to be more intentional about being positive and think about what positive stories can I share. Instead of gossiping negatively about people that I knew, how about I start intentionally sharing things? And Will, I remember in the book, I think you said there's research that shows we are 13 times more likely to share a bad experience than a good one.
0: Yeah, Rig, and it explains. Like, I used to just think you were a super negative person. And then when I read that research, I realized <laughs> it's just how we all are. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: It's natural. And customer service people know this, and businesses know this. If yes. you have a bad experience, you're going to share that five, 13 times more likely to share it. the good experience well
0: and let me share a good experience that you know is from a company and um i'm not gonna give this well i'll give this company credit um i have a credit card with capital one Mm -hmm. and there was some confusion they changed like when i had to pay on my payment date or something So I paid like a day late or something like that, and I got this finance charge. When I called them about it, oh, sorry, you know, there was a mix-up. Yeah, we'll waive that charge for you. I was like, oh, great, great customer service. Then like a month later, I got a second finance charge for the same event. So I call (laughs) in, and I'm talking to the guy on customer service. I'm ready to get mad at him for this. And before I even make the request, he says... Uh sir is there something you'd like me to do about that charge? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'd like to, you know, have it waived as possible. Sure, I'll do it right now. And it was like, it was like he was he was trying to bait me into asking like he couldn't do it if I didn't ask or something. I'll do it right now. Boom. He just yeah. got rid of it. But if you think about, you know, companies they spend millions of dollars to try to get your business. Yeah. They do not want to lose it by doing one little thing that that makes you really upset. And then they know you're going to tell a bunch of people like, don't do business with them.
1: (laughs) Right. And so it's our natural instinct to go with the negative, as we said. So this practice is saying, hey, when I talk to people, what if I tell them something good that's happened to me? What if I talk about the good I see in others instead of all the bad? What if I tell positive stories? I mean... We're so bombarded with 24-hour news. It's always the negative. We're, we're just It's in our culture that we're supposed to talk about negative things. So you can really, it's not only will this help you, I think this really helps the world if we yes. all could be a little more intentional about this. And, Will, I was thinking about this recently because I had my 30th high school reunion at Collegedale Academy, and I had not been back in that building since I left in high school. Mm. And so as I was reflecting, I'm I'm thinking about all the people I could run into that I knew from back then and, and catching up. And it's funny, I'm just playing in my mind. What am I gonna say to these people? How do I summarize my life in 30 years? And in that exercise, I started realizing how much I had to be grateful for. Mm. Have I gone through mm. a lot? Sure. Had there been hard times? Of course. But in overall, if I look at the whole 30 years, I just really was overwhelmed with how much I had to be thankful for. So I was really glad for that reunion just to spur my mind so I could focus on the positive. And then I just went ready to share some of those positive things.
0: And the beauty of that is that gratitude is contagious. And so we're doing other people a favor when Mm. we do this as well. But, Rick, the same kind of along the same vein, practice number three is praying prayers of gratitude Mm. if you are a person of faith and you pray on a regular basis adding as a discipline adding gratitude at the beginning of your prayer yeah like kind of pushing yourself to say i'm not going to go any farther in this prayer until i thank god for something i like that you know thank you god that i'm alive today you know come i mean whatever however far you have to stretch you know thank yeah. you for my socks you know what, whatever <laughs> come up with something it can be a tiny thing it can be a huge thing uh there's there's a lot we could thank god for and those those of our listeners that uh, are in the bible a lot
1: they know the bible's big on this it says enter his gates with thanksgiving rejoice in the lord always so over and over it gives these admonitions that when we pray pray with thanksgiving so this is part of prayer
0: well there's yeah there's over over 400 passages of scripture telling us to give thanks so you know if we take the bible seriously it's it's promoting this practice all Mm -hmm. throughout scripture you know philippians 4 is one of the most obvious it says you know present your requests to god with thanksgiving yeah so so he adds that with thanksgiving like whenever we have requests and we always have requests But he says the discipline is to do it with Thanksgiving because we can actually be quite negative and selfish when it comes to prayer. Yeah. It's like, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. (laughs) Mm. You know, like I'm in need. I got this thing. I got that. I got ah. So, you know, that that is a, a fantastic opportunity if we're gonna pray anyway, to kind of push ourselves towards sharing yeah. some thankfulness.
1: Yeah. Our prayers, if you listen to your own prayer sometime, it can be very self-centered. It can be very needy. It could be also negative. It can just, you know, God, don't you get it? Like this is happening. This is happening. All these terrible things. And, oh, you know, you got to fix this and you got to fix that. And you got to fix this person. Even our prayers for others can be pretty negative. There,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And, and what I've noticed for myself is when I am in a time of prayer and you know, yes, prayer should be a safe place to vent whatever's on our heart. I mean, when you read the Psalms, David wasn't filtering his language to God. He wasn't trying to sound righteous and holy and perfect. He would just honestly say whatever was on his heart. And we need to have that safe space to do that. Mm-hmm. However, when I have pushed myself to start with thankfulness, what it does is it gives it it basically increases my faith. And and we're going to talk about how gratitude affects faith in a couple episodes coming. So mm. in in a couple of weeks we'll 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 tackle that topic. But you know for now what I realized is when I start with gratitude, it just gives me more confidence that this time of prayer matters. That that God's actually going to do something positive for me. It's like that reminder of of all of the good gifts that god has given me in the past yeah and and yeah maybe in this dark moment in this challenging moment i've I've forgotten that but when i start with thanksgiving it it helps me realize like god has always come through at some point in some way in the end and it's easy to forget that yep and then i'm teetering on the edge of despair when i feel like i can't figure it out and i'm not sure if god's gonna come through on this right right yep so So gratitude can be very empowering, um, even when it comes to prayer.
1: And that leads us right to the number four uh, practice, which is remembering the difficult time. I love this one because it's counterintuitive. Yes. You wouldn't think remembering the difficult times is a gratitude practice, but some of our deepest gratitude comes from what we've learned and been through. And I really resonate with that. In fact, I think as you mature, if you can see the value of some of those hard times and see how those hard times set you up and prepared you for other things and for what's coming in your future, you can look at those hard times with gratitude. And yes. then you start to see that there's a, a, a flow to your life. There's, there's a loving uh, presence that has been guiding even through the hard times and and this is not to cover the pain but the no. gratitude exists with the pain and with the sorrow and with the suffering
0: and and the way i look at it Rick is there are things in my life that i'm enjoying today that i'm grateful for today that i wouldn't have if i hadn't gone through the hard time yeah the hard time even though you know we think oh i'm not supposed to focus on the negative we, we remember the difficult time and realize I'm where I am today because of that hard time. I have this joy inside today because I learned through that, as I walked through that dark valley, I learned to let go of some stuff that I needed to let go of. And that's given me a lighter sense of freedom today because of what I've went, went through and yeah. then when we see that good can come out of challenge and good can come out of some painful times, we're less likely to be afraid right. of challenges that we're currently in or that are coming yeah. in our lives.
1: Right. I think that's such an important takeaway. Hey, we got through some really difficult times. And if I'm, you know, feeling like I'm entering a difficult time or a real challenge or in some sort of hopeless situation, I look back and I go, wait a minute, I made it through that. God can get me through this. I can make it through this again. This, this is not the end of me Mm -hmm. and how the mind, you know, goes zero to 60. We, we just picture ourselves in the worst case scenario all the time and gratitude practice of reflecting says, no, it's okay. We've been through some tough stuff and we'll get through this one too.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like um, you know, in my journey, one of the difficult times that that every human on the planet passed through was the pandemic back in 2020. Yeah. And it was actually that very pandemic that I had some extra free time, and that inspired me to finish my book. Mm. So this book that we're talking about today, <laughs> yep, yep. uh, it was born and it was completed out of a very difficult time yeah. and and probably, you know, looking back, I needed some positive outlet to focus on, you know, during this chaos and shutdown and and all of that. And, and the book became uh, a positive outlet for me yeah. during a difficult time. And so we can all probably look back at some difficult time we had in our life and say, man, that made a difference that it's, that still benefits me to this day.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And that leads us to our fifth practice, which is writing down your gratitude or doing a gratitude journal. Or maybe you do gratitude posts on social media or you text something in a group. Maybe you have a gratitude group chat. Mm-hmm. I know a family that uh, has done that and they try to post positive things and it encourages each other. I know this is... Uh, probably one of the harder ones because it takes a little more discipline, a little more work. It reminds me when I did P90X, like <laughs> that was a little bit difficult, a little extreme, maybe not for everyone. But what do you think about this one, Will?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like this is this is the most guaranteed to get you the results. So if you're if you're highly motivated, very disciplined, all in on gratitude, go for it. Mm. But beware that this is one that could fizzle out. You know so it's it is i like the uh perfect example of F- p90x you know you can p90x will get you in shape guaranteed you know mm-hmm. but it's not for everyone it can be kind of intense it could be difficult to sustain and and that's really the only negative i could say about this practice is that people tend over time to stop doing it mm. i i'll be honest i've tried this practice myself and have not maintained it. I'll I'll still do it every once in a while, but it hasn't worked for me to do it on a on a daily regular basis. So I've I've tended to look to some of the other practices that we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. I can remember a time where every night before I went to bed, I would write down the ways that I I saw God bless me or the ways I just felt, you know, something good happened that day. And it was remarkable. I do strongly encourage, even if you just did it for a week, I was shocked mm. if you sit and just say, start from the beginning of the day. Oh, hey, this worked out. Oh, this worked out. Oh, this worked out. Oh, I got this done. Oh, that actually went well today. Oh, you know, this changed and I didn't know it would, it would be better. So, It was really amazing how long my list would get. At the end of each yes. day. So I do recommend people at least try it, if if nothing else, for a few days, just to open your eyes. There's something about writing and being intentional. You know, we just shortcut things in our mind. But when we put it on paper, it's, it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, and Rick, for years, um, I don't know, probably maybe even 20 years, I was big into journaling. Mm. I would write stuff down almost on a daily basis. That was kind of what I... What i used for my devotional time and and journaling can be an incredibly powerful practice you know like you said once you start writing you can complete the thought in your yeah. head it's like this little blip you know yeah it comes and it goes but you start writing and, and it you get the more complete thought down on paper And so it's a way to figure out, you know, like what you're feeling, what you're, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish, what your next steps are, et cetera, et cetera. But just like we talked about with the prayer of gratitude, if you are currently in a journaling practice, this one could really work for you. Yeah. Just discipline yourself to say, today's journal starts with a line of gratitude. I like it. You know, God, I thank you that I'm here and alive to write this sentence period <laughs> there you go now you're off to the races but your mind is starting in a more positive frame yeah. it can affect you know your writing from that point forward and push you towards a more constructive pathway a more yeah. optimistic hopeful empowering path because journaling itself doesn't guarantee it could be positive you know like if we, if you really you can write a lot of stuff that just takes you down, a, sure. you know, a black hole of, of despair. Yeah. So just writing doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. So this, this, this discipline can go a long way.
1: And I think that really leads into number six, which we are calling the culmination of all these practices. And number six is the gratitude story. And this is huge. this is this is where you start to see your life. you start to create your own gratitude narrative for you, for
0: you. Yes, yes. and this this one is um, this comes back to the 103 year old lady that we talked about I think in an earlier episode that um, that you and I met when we were visiting our grandmother in an assisted living. And this woman was so full of energy, so positive, so full of joy. You would have thought she had just won the lottery that day. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was mind blowing. And when I saw her, I thought, "This is the life of gratitude. This is a yeah. person who has told themselves a powerful gratitude story about themselves. I am blessed. I have a good life." And you see it most. Drastically, when you look at older people, you know, people that are 80 plus, you can see if they spent their life focused on resentments or focused on gratitude. Yep.
1: It really shows up. And this is an important one for me. Like I said, Will, I was just reflecting because of my recent reunion and 30 year from high school that I was really reflecting on that. And I realized there were so many things that in the busyness of life, I just kind of forget. I Mm. forget. What has occurred in these last 30 years. And no matter if you've only, you know, if you're younger, you may not have 30 years to reflect on, but if you're older, you have more than that. And so I think it's really helpful just to go back and say, okay, let's look at my story through those lenses, as we said at the beginning, of gratitude. And now, where do I see the miracles? Where do I see, wow, I can't believe I made it through that?
0: Or, Wow, yes. that all
1: worked out. Or how did I end up in that job? Like that was amazing.
0: And and remember, Rick, the paradox of all of this is that barrier we talked about, I believe it was episode two. We talked about the law of habituation mm. that leads to a sense of entitlement. The more blessings you have, the more likely you are to take them all for granted. Yeah. And and so when when you are living a very blessed, very charmed life, it's easy. Without a gratitude practice to fall into entitlement, which leads to bitterness, instead of to humbly maintain a spirit of gratitude of like, man, I don't deserve any of this. All of this is gift. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been given a lot. And so I love that practice, Rick, of looking back, not just, you know, today, not just last week, but all the way back, you know, 20, 30 years What are all of the gifts that I've been given over a long period of time that has led me to this point today?
1: Well, Will, it has been great to look at these six practices. I hope they've sparked people's imaginations. And I think the key here is we're trying to become a grateful person. This is about being and not just doing, correct? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And, and, And to become a grateful person, we have to start simple. And that reminds me of a, of a friend of mine named Mia who was having some health challenges and she wasn't quite sure what was going on with her, but she thought she would start with some exercise and see if that helped. And when she started, all she could do was walk around her block one time. Mm. That was her starting point. And, you know, she was exhausted. She's like, wow, whew, that was tough, but I'm going to stay with it. The next day, she walked again and was a little less tired and it started to feel a little better. She kept at it. She kept pushing herself. Eventually, she got to the point where she could jog a couple of miles. And after jogging two miles, felt less tired than that first walk. Yeah. And so that's how this works. We start with just a tiny little bit of a practice, maybe one to three minutes a day. Of gratitude, just mm. the, just whatever we can muster. Here's the thing if, if you're worried about time, like uh, you know, I'm too busy, I don't have time for, for gratitude, do it while you're driving in the car, do it while you're in the shower. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, like you don't have to find extra time in your day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's great if you can and if you prioritize it, but you can fit it in and you could start yeah. with the tiniest practice, yeah, and it will build to eventually you becoming a grateful person.
1: Maybe it's just 2 minutes after your brother leaves your house that you feel really grateful. <laughs> I mean, that's a starting point. But I <laughs> I really like Mia's example because with any new habit or practice, the initial starting of it is where most of the energy comes. Like she was exhausted that first day going yes. out and walking, but then she got to the point where that was effortless and, and and point, you know, like not even measurable probably compared to what she could do once she could run two miles. And it's the same with this. So if we start small, start simple, sure, that takes a lot of initial energy to kick it off and get it going. But once it's going, it actually takes less energy and less, uh, it just becomes a habit.
0: And once it's going, it starts to feed energy back to you. Yeah. And, and ultimately you're going to gain more energy in the long run but you'll get these benefits of gratitude. You will start to feel better, you start to sleep better, you start to have better relationships, you'll have better health, more energy, better decision-making and thus a better future. Like there is a lot of things that will start happening, a lot of benefits that'll start coming your way just by starting these practices. And so that's how it, it kind of reinforces itself.
1: Plus, I think it frees you from that negative mind, the default mm. mind that always pulls you down. Like yeah. it's not your fault. A lot of us struggle with depression, discouragement, hopelessness, loneliness, emptiness. Your mind is deceiving you, people. <laughs> Wake <Yes>. up, everyone. <laughs> yeah, your mind yeah. is deceiving you. So yeah. gratitude now puts you into the truth, into the reality, and it gives you the freedom to now choose and not be a slave to the negative mind.
0: Yeah, like remember those, those negative thoughts, they may be based on reality, but they are never the only reality. And yes. that's the lie that the mind can trick us into is we get focused on the negative. And we think that's the only reality about me right now is this bad thing. Mm. When we step back with gratitude, we could see all of the good lined up beside whatever problems we have. And it just gives us a much more empowered perspective of our life, which allows us to have way more energy and and way more freedom yes. uh, to interact with reality. So there's a lot that can be gained from these simple practices we've talked about today.
1: Well, I'm so glad that we were able to share these practices and I hope you're inspired to try one. Start simple, start small. But Will, what are we gonna talk about next time?
0: Yeah, next week, we're going to talk about enjoying the new lenses. Gratitude is like a, a pair of glasses that changes what we see when we look at our lives and when we look at the world. And we're going to just talk about, you know, how can we enjoy that? How do we maintain these practices that we've talked about today and just enjoy the grateful life?
1: that sounds great so we hope that you'll join us next time don't forget to share this podcast with someone who you think would enjoy it or rate it or review it we would appreciate that but for now you've been listening to everything is better than you think with dr rick john and dr will john we look forward to being with you again next time